What's up, golfers? I want to start today with a little story. Now, because of the Golf Coach Client Confidentiality Act that I sign and uh, apply into all of my coaching agreements, which basically means a golf coach isn't going to talk publicly about a, someone's journey, we're going to call this golfer Dave. So Dave would show up to the golf course all feeling all spry, getting ready, hit the range, things were good, he would hit it good. And he would go to the golf course and things would change. Dave would come back to a golf lesson and he would be always really upset with how he played. He just didn't understand why his practice wasn't showing up on the golf course. There are a lot of golfers I find that are just like Dave. And there's a few key things that you can do to perform when it matters. And today, that's the podcast. We're talking all about taking your practice and making it how you play. It's a continuation of last week's podcast. This is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, I would encourage you to get back and check that out because this is all one big deal where we're building and teaching and uh, laying brick by brick so we can understand how to perform when it matters. Anyway, y'all, Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. I have this podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you and helping you with your golf learning curve. I get to teach a lot of golf lessons, and in those lessons, I get to learn a few things. I get to make a lot of mistakes, and through those mistakes, I get to learn and build and grow, and um, this podcast is to you learn some of the things I learned so you don't have to go have all the bumps and bruises and Go through all the golf lessons I have. Let's hop into the pod. I want to help you play better golf when it really matters and practice more like you play. Last week, we talked about some best practices for practice. Now let's talk about some best practices for play. When you get out onto the golf course and you want to play your best, let's start with having a routine. That routine needs to be the same. It needs to be like clockwork. My recommendation for your routine is one or two practice swings. You pick the amount, practice motions, have a full range of motion. And when you make that practice swing, you visualize the shot you'd like to hit. And then you step up to the golf ball with very limited time between when you get set and when you swing. And the last thing you do before you swing is you visualize your success, your shot shape, whatever you'd like it to be. And when you hit, you let it go. You let it happen. You let it be whatever it's going to be. And I want you to have that pre-shot routine. And I want it, I want you to work on that if you don't have one. It's very important. It's a universal amongst great players. Great players have pre-shot routines. They're always trying to practice their success. And I say practice their success because a good pre-shot routine is helping you practice your success. A bad pre-shot routine might be helping you practice your failure. Examples of that would be if you're making a swing and you're chunking it in your pre-shot routine. If you're chunking it in your pre-shot routine, you're probably going to chunk it when you swing. Practice your success. Don't practice your failure. While you're golfing, it's hard to have a lot of technique thoughts. I find that paralysis by analysis is a very real thing for adults. And if you're working on your swing, you can't just totally abandon ship and have zero technique thoughts. You're allowed to have one, sometimes two, technique thoughts. I would stick to one if you can. One at the core root of whatever it is you're trying to work on. Have one swing thought, think about that, work on that, and make that part of your pre-shot routine for the near future. At some point, you will graduate. Or maybe you don't. Maybe it's something that helps you play better. But most often, if it's a technique swing thought, at some point, you will graduate. And just have one. Keep it simple. That old acronym, KISS. Keep it simple, silly. <laughs> Keep it simple and yeah, 
And then I, I spoke briefly on this, but maybe can dig a little deeper is that you want to visualize your success. When you are out there golfing and you want to play well, we want to have positive affirmations. You need to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. And golf is you versus you. Creating a version of you that's going to consistently play better golf means affirming to yourself the golfer you are and the work you've put in. And you need to believe in that. And if you don't have any experience to lean on, that's where your practice comes in. That's where creating small wins every day comes in. Those things add up. An example of this would be if you're playing and you're about to hit a nine iron, let's say 140 yards to a back left pin. The first thing you want to do is visualize that shot that you would like to hit. And then say to yourself something like, I've done this before. I remember this. I hit this shot in my practice. Or maybe draw on some previous experience where you've hit that shot. It's just a positive affirmation saying to your brain that, hey, I'm capable of doing this. And, and those little positive thoughts compound into being able to perform, especially when it really matters. You have to really believe. And, and I know that sounds simple. And it's not, though. It's, 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 a, it's not. It's a simple theory. But to do it and to do it when it really matters, that takes something special. And that's why good golfers and golfers that perform under pressure are few and far between. And I'm not telling you that there's only one recipe for success. There are multiple recipes and success leaves behind clues. And these are just some of the clues that I have found to be best practices for golfers to play and to perform when it really matters. At this point, we should have some best practices for how to practice and how to play. Now, I wanna take you through some things that will help you implement and make the most out of that time that you're using, that valuable commodity. The most valuable commodity that we have, that is time. Golf is very time consuming. Let's make the most out of that time that we're out there. So for practice, I want you to keep your practice sessions focused, as focused as you can be. And that can mean practicing for a shorter amount of time while you can stay in it and stay focused. I find that most adults, if they haven't trained themselves to be focused, can focus for somewhere from like 15 to 30 minutes. That depends. If you're going to practice shorter sessions, increased frequency can be very valuable. For example, maybe instead of practicing once for 90 minutes, you practice three times for 30 minutes. We want that that frequency to be more frequent than less. And we want to up the ability to stay focused and present for a couple of reasons. One, there's a point of diminishing returns. And what that means is once you've practiced for a while, your practice is going to become less valuable when you become less focused. So why are we going to spend our time practicing outside of that zone? So diminishing returns, and, and this could be different. And, and this is something that a really good player or a very focused player can definitely extend that range. Good players can focus for long periods of time. They've learned to do that through time and repetition. So this is where you have to kind of get to know you and where you're at. And how long can you really retain and stay in that in that zone so stay focused and short and sweet and and however long that is is however long it is that's cool all right previous episode i talked about different styles of practice where we have performance practice we have technique practice and we have practice for creativity and fun balancing in that practice for creativity and fun is really important for adults Golf is supposed to be fun, so get a little bit of this practice in. Make it a priority if it's not. Hit some different shots. Try something new. Play a game you've never played. Golf is supposed to be fun. Remember that. 
the, the more fun you have, the more time you'll spend doing it, the more time you spend doing it, the more that will compound and help you in the long run. So just balance it in and know that, hey, if it's not fun, maybe take a step back. Ask why it's not. Are you putting too much pressure on yourself? Have you not done the work? Are your expectations in the wrong place? There's just, there's a lot of questions you could ask, but we want it to be fun. So balance some of that in there. Okay. Well, we're playing now, implementing these things, having that be part of who you are as a golfer. Here's a few things that can really help. Being present, just focusing on that. Hey, I want to be 100% in it for this golf shot. That means buckling down for 15 to 30 seconds and just trying to hit one golf shot. It means nothing more than that. Don't worry about what's happening in the background. It's just you, your golf ball, and one golf shot. Practice that. This can be a form of um, even like a meditation. You're learning to be in the zone, and that will definitely translate later. Having a short memory. While you're out on the golf course, your bad things are going to happen. You're going to hit bad shots. And even if you're hitting the best shots, something that's going to happen that is outside of what you can do. The wind is going to gust. A bird is going to hit your ball. A chipmunk is going to come and steal your golf ball. If your ball is going to take a bad bounce. Maybe that bounce puts you in a bad spot. All of these things will happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So having a short memory, being able to let that go and do what we just talked about, focus up and be present for your next golf shot. That's a really big skill. Have a short memory. Finally, celebrate your success. When you do well, when something goes well, when you make a putt, when you hit the shot you wanted to hit, when you've done the thing that you've worked so hard for, take a breather and appreciate that because it doesn't happen all that often. And this kind of circles back to having fun while we're golfing, but just taking a moment to really like let that soak in. Hey, you just won the thing that you've been training for. Take a minute. That's that's a good thing. Otherwise, what are you really working for? If you when you make a 15-foot birdie putt, celebrate that. Be happy. It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I think a lot of times we see reactions from from players on TV too. We see a lot of negative body language where they're upset cuz something happen. And we don't always get to see the positive body language when they're pumped because something went well. And I think this is an important skill because it's particularly for the amateur golfer. Golf is not your career. It's your recreation. If it's your recreation, have fun, make it fun, celebrate your successes. It will keep you wanting to come back. And when you want to come back, you're going to play more. And that stuff really adds up. Anyway, y'all, hope you appreciated this little two-part series on how to practice how you play. I wanted to give you some best practices to be able to take that game from the range to the golf course. There's a lot of little things in these podcasts. I, I This is one I would suggest re-listening to, maybe getting out a notepad. There are a lot of things that if you aren't practicing how you play, which is very common, generally falls into one of these categories that we talked about. What's one of those categories? Well, got to figure that out. And that's all right. Figure it out. Put the work in. Be accountable for every single shot you hit for your preparation. And uh, have fun. Have fun. Leave this podcast a review. Share it with a friend. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week. 